I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From Cedarburg Public Library Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chapter a Day Kids Edition. My name is Casey, and I'm the teen librarian at the Cedarburg Public Library. We have teamed up with CPL Radio to read to you a new middle school book, one chapter at a time. Tune in each day to listen to a chapter, or you can catch up by listening to past recordings. This month's selection is called Betty Before X by Ilyasa Shabazz. It's about a young girl named Betty who was raised by her aunt in Georgia until she is six. Then she joins her mother and stepfamily in 1940s Detroit, where she learns the hard truths about the civil rights movement. Later on in life, she marries Malcolm X, the influential African-American Muslim minister and civil rights activist. I love this story because it is all about keeping your faith during tough times and leaning on your friends and community for love and support. After each chapter, CPL Radio will play a few Motown and doo-wop songs, the music that Betty and her friends Suzetta and Phyllis listen to in the book. To listen to the latest chapter, visit our website or go to the CPL podcast page on Spotify. Spring blessings. My brown skin and the warmth it feels when the sun kisses it. 
my eyes for seeing the blooming purple flowers coming back to say hello after being gone all winter. My ears for taking in the sound of Paradise Valley, the high heels clicking against pavement, pianos being tuned, kind, courteous voices mingling. Hello, little lady. My hands that can hold needle and thread and create something beautiful. My hand that knows how to shake another hand, firm and confident. My voice that knows how to say my name with pride when looking directly into someone's eyes. My head held high, my shoulders back, my feet that glide block after block on a mission with a purpose. 15. April showers haven't come yet. It's warmer than usual, and Mr. Malloy says this means it's going to be a hot summer. Susetta, Phyllis, and I are walking home from school. They're going to their homes, but I'm going to work for a few hours at the shoe repair store. I only have one more block to walk with them before I have to turn and go a different way. Before we split up, I say, My birthday is next month, May 28th. Mrs. Malloy said that I could have a sleepover. Want to come? I was never able to have friends spend the night when I lived with Ollie Mae. The house was for family, she always said. And besides, I never knew when she was going to lose her temper, and I didn't want Suzetta or Phyllis to ever witness that. Suzetta is the first to say yes. We can bake a cake instead of cookies, and I'll borrow Kay's new red nail polish, and we can do our nails and have our own Rose Meta House of Beauty. Phyllis doesn't say anything. Suzetta gives her a look, says, You're coming, right? Phyllis shrugs. I might be busy. Well, we don't have to do it on my actual birthday. I just don't know, Betty. You know, my mom doesn't really like me spending the night at other people's houses. Well, maybe she'll let you just this once since it's my birthday, I say. Maybe, Phyllis says. Well, ask her. It wouldn't be the same without you. You have to be there. We reach the end of the block. I hug Suzetta and Phyllis like I always do when we say goodbye, but Phyllis doesn't hold on as tight as she normally does. I walk the rest of the way to the store, wondering if Phyllis is mad at me, if I did something wrong. When I arrive, Mr. Malloy is just finishing up with a customer. Good afternoon, Betty. How was school? It was good, I say. I don't tell him that Phyllis was acting strange that things have been different ever since Suzetta and I went over to her house with Mr. Malloy, Mrs. Malloy, and Mrs. Peck. I read my chore list and get right to work. Most days I work at the store, I sweep, dust, and wipe off the mirrors and counters. I was hoping to work the register, but Mr. Malloy says it's a big responsibility, that when I'm ready for it, he'll teach me. Seems like no matter how much I clean the floor, there is always dust to get rid of. When I'm not sweeping, I am arranging the shelves and restocking them with shoe polish, shoelaces, and shoe cushions. There are all kinds of dyes, polishes, and swatches of leather Mr. Malloy uses to restore the customer's shoes, handbags, wallets, and belts. He makes everything look brand new. I line the bottles up real neat to make sure customers see them. It's a slow, quiet afternoon until Phyllis's dad walks in carrying a br- pair of brown lace-up dress shoes. I'm hoping Phyllis is trailing behind him, that she came to apologize or explain herself. But then the door closes, and I know that he just came alone. Hi, Lorenzo. Can you widen these for me? Deacon Boyd asks. Mr. Malloy looks the shoes over, then looks at Deacon Boyd's feet. When do you need them back? 
Three days. Can you get him back to me in three days? That I can do, Mr. Malloy says. He begins to fill out an order form. Are you attending the prayer meeting tonight? Deacon Boyd asks. Heard Thurgood Marshall is going to be at Bethel. Yes, I heard. I don't know if I want to hear the rhetoric tonight, Mr. Malloy says. I know he's trying to convince us that separate but equal isn't enough, but you think it is? Well, I'm not too sure that desegregating schools is going to fix the Negro's problem. Now come on here, Lorenzo Malloy. Mr. Malloy waves his hand. Let me finish, let me finish. He signs the order form and hands it to Deacon Boyd. Now, if Thurgood Marshall or anyone else is talking about instituting policies where we Negro men can really exercise our full rights as men and participate in the policing, educating, and housing of our own families and neighborhoods equal to any, I'd be in the front row for that. Mr. Malloy looks at me and points to a box sitting in the corner. Betty, those items need to be stocked, he tells me, and I know this is his way of getting me out of the front room and into the back storage area. As soon as I'm in the other room, he keeps talking. I'm not sure what desegregated schools are going to do for the Negro man. Let's think about this. What will happen to Negro teachers? What will happen to our children who will be sitting next to white children for the first time with no one preparing them? Why isn't anyone talking about white children integrating into Negro schools? It's imposing the notion that we are inferior. And by having our children travel across town, it's imposing the notion that white schools are superior, Mr. Malloy says. You think so? I know so. You think all those white teachers are going to teach all children the truth about what the Negro has contributed to this country? Mr. Malloy asks. I'm not saying something shouldn't be done. I'm just not sure desegregation is a thought-out answer. You see, what Mrs. Peck and my wife are doing, that's a thought-out response. Getting colored people to realize just how much spending power we have, fighting for the advancement of the economic status of colored people. Now, that's where real change for the Negro man will happen. We have to show everybody the power of our dollar, because that's what matters to the white man the most, the dollar. Deacon Boyd laughs. This coming from a Negro who wants to run his own business? Of course you want us to be your patrons. Look here now. I may have graduated from Tuskegee, but I'm an old country man from Arkansas. I grew up in the very same circumstances of every other colored man in this country, and I refuse to let anything stop me from exercising my rights as a man, a husband, a father, and a businessman. Hmm. If it could only be that easy. What are you talking about? Easy? I'm here by the grace of God. Nothing about starting a business as a Negro man during the Depression, mass lynchings, and the Jim Crow laws was easy, Mr. Malloy says, not to mention keeping the business thriving for my wife and my daughter. I can't help but smile when he calls me his daughter. The word echoes in my ears, sounding better than my favorite song. I want to run out and hug him. Tell him how grateful I am. Tell him how much I love being his daughter. But instead, I just keep unloading boxes, keep doing my job, keep listening to Mr. Malloy talk and talk. He likes to debate with his customers. They must like it too. Sometimes men come in here and they don't even want their shoes fixed. They don't even buy anything. They just stop by on their lunch break or after work to talk with Mr. Malloy.
Lots of times they debate about the Detroit Tigers, who's the best player and whatnot. But when they really get going, really start talking about things that matter, Mr. Malloy sends me to the storeroom. Guess he doesn't realize that I hear them anyway. They keep on talking until Deacon Boyd says, Well, I think that's about all the sparring I have in me for today, Lorenzo. He is laughing, and Mr. Malloy is laughing too. We'll have to continue next time. Yes, sir. Until the next time, Mr. Malloy says. I hear the bell clink when Deacon Boyd leaves, so I know it's safe for me to come back out. I go back to dusting and arranging the shoe polish on the shelf. The bell announces that another customer has entered. It's Mrs. Malloy. She comes in carrying a box of flyers in her arms. Hot off the press, she says. We're going to hand these out at grocery stores that are still refusing to hire us. She sets them on the counter. Mr. Malloy kisses her on the cheek. She kisses me on mine. Mr. Malloy holds up one of the flyers. The top says, Selective Buying Campaign. And there are two lists. On the left is a list of businesses that trade with and hire Negroes. And on the right is a list of stores to boycott. Oh, I see you added a list of stores. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Mrs. Peck's idea, Mrs. Molloy says. She takes the flyer and puts it back in the box. How much longer will you be? She asks. Not long at all, Mr. Molloy says. He closes up the store and we ride home. On the way, it starts to rain. Not a storm, but enough to have the wipers on. They slide from side to side, erasing raindrops. We arrive past Bethel, and I can't even believe how many people are standing outside, waiting to get in. The line twists and turns around the corner. People are sharing umbrellas, and a few people are standing under wet newspapers. That Thurgood Marshall sure does draw a crowd, Mr. Malloy says. Oh yes, he does. And we need to get every single body that's out there right now to come volunteer at the Dunbar Community Center, Mrs. Malloy says. Help is needed in the baby clinic, and they could also use some tutors. Betty, can you remind me to include that in the announcements at our next housewives meeting? Yes, ma'am. I lean forward in my seat, making sure they can hear me. But he isn't just going to speak, is he? This is a prayer meeting, too, right? I really want to see if they're good... Thurgood Marshall in real life, not just the newspapers, but Mr. Malloy keeps driving right past the church and toward our house. Mrs. Malloy turns to me and says, yes, there will be praying, Betty, but hard work is equally important. Bible says, faith without works is dead. Chapter a Day Kids Edition can be heard Monday through Friday at this time on CPL Radio. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.